Welcome back to Diamond Niners Weekly. We are live at the Hayes on a Thursday night talking Charlotte 49ers baseball. This is Nick. I'm joined by Coach Woody. Hey, everybody. Producer Brad. Hey, hey. And Kevin is out on assignment. Okay, that's not true. He's coaching He's coaching six-year-old baseball, but I just always kind of wanted to say he's out on assignment. Remember, like, when you were watching the 6 o'clock news, you know, and Dan Rather would be out doing something, you know, and they'd be like, Dan Rather is out on assignment. Yep. That's Kevin. He's out on assignment. So he's actually out on a on a field right this very minute coaching his six-year-old son and an entire group of six-year-olds playing baseball. Good so, weather for it. Yeah, they, they were – it was a little iffy today with the weather, but the, they said the field was in good shape. So um, I don't know. He's out running drills with them or, or something like that. So anyway, in his absence, we'll carry on here, and uh, we've got Coach Woody queued up and ready to go couple things we want to point out, as always. Feel free to chime in on the chat. Producer Brad is monitoring that. Got my eye on Twitter as well. So if you guys want to chime in, we love hearing from you. Um, big homestand coming up this weekend. We'll obviously talk more about that in a few minutes. But do want to remind everybody right up front, we're tailgating on Saturday. Uh, so get out here. Saturdays at the Hayes will be right out front um, all morning slash afternoon long, getting ready for a 3 o'clock pitch against Southern Miss. More about that series in a moment. Also, uh, we have to point out, we always keep track of our Pro Niners, and right now we've got four guys uh, with with minor league assignments. Uh, Josh Machieski uh, is going to be playing for the Yankees AA Somerset Patriots. Nice. So that's cool. Um, Aaron McKeithen, the, the newly drafted Aaron McKeithen, uh, will be playing AA ball. In his first full year uh, for the Springfield Cardinals. That's so that's awesome. a pretty cool jump. Jump yep. up there to double A right off the bat. Bryce McGowan uh, will be pitching for the Rockies A franchise, the Fresno Grizzlies. So, were you, you, pitched, you probably pitched at Fresno, didn't you? I, I didn't actually get to pitch against Fresno for whatever reason. Our, you know, When I got called up to the Cal League, uh, we, they, I think I played for Lake Elsinore Storm. That We had already played – Fresno before I got called up there, so I missed them. But I've I've played in that league, and it's a historic league with, um, you know, a lot of tradition and ball really flies. So Bryce's changeups gonna play gonna play well there. And we got Colton Laws uh, at the Single A Vancouver Grizzly, or sorry, Vancouver Grizzlies. That's basketball. The Vancouver Canadians for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Colton's making his way back from um, from some injuries, so we wish him the best of luck. Need to uh, hopefully Colton can get back on track. Um, I've pitched, I've pitched, in Van, I've pitched in that stadium uh, in, in against that team and. Uh, that league, the Northwest League, is a really cool league, but the, those are some long bus rides. I was in, I played for the Eugene Emeralds in 2007, and from Eugene to Vancouver, I remember we we left our our bus left it. We played a seven o'clock game. Our bus left at either midnight or one a.m. and we got in around. We had to cross the border at like ten or eleven a.m. and then we got in around. 1 p.m. or so, and everybody took about a three-hour nap at the hotel, and we showed and go that night and played in Vancouver. Mm. Yeah, it's been a been a few years since that Colton since Colton pitched there, uh, working his way back from injury. But um, it always gave us uh, the Colton Law starts always gave us a reason to stay up because um, you know during the middle of the summer, Colton Laws be starting at 10 p.m. on the East Coast yep. and uh, turn on MILB TV and. Catch uh, catch Colton Laws pitching in the yeah. late night, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the 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 one you might be thinking, folks that, that follow the program are thinking, well, we didn't say anything about Zach Jarrett. Um, Zach is uh, Zach spent uh, has been in the Orioles organization, um, and he is currently pursuing other opportunities. Uh, sounds like he he got out of his uh, out of his. Uh, assignment with the Orioles, and I know he's talking to a couple different other teams right now. So we wish the best of luck to Zach. Feel like he's going to catch on somewhere. Yeah, uh, catch on somewhere soon. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we're all pulling really hard for him. And uh, you know, he's just he's he, whichever team picks him up, they're going to get a really good player and person. Sometimes it's just about organizational fit. I think you know, yep. and and he was he was uh, he was in a very crowded. They they've got just their the. They're in the rebuild mode, and they've got a ton of prospects in the outfield. And yeah. just well, know. prime example just made me think of it was I mean, Colin Moran's been training here the whole offseason. Colin Moran got you know designated for assignment, essentially released by the Pittsburgh Pirates, and 
you know, uh, then the lo- before the lockout, then the lockout happened. And so, you know, he didn't know where he was going to be and signed with the Cincinnati Reds, you know, um, you know, six to eight weeks ago. And he just made their 25 man roster for opening day. So, That's you awesome. know, yeah, one door, one door can close. Uh, certainly one door can open. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated. We you guys know you know the drill. We keep track of uh, our pro niners um, all throughout the summer, all the way into into September, um, and and one day beyond. Um, and I have a feeling probably here in a few months we'll be adding some new pro niners to the list to follow too. So, yep. fun fun times. All right, so we're doing things a little bit different tonight. Um, we uh, we know you guys have enjoyed having uh, the players on, and so have we. Um, just didn't work out. wasn't in the cards this week to have um, have one of the guys on. That will be back. Um, so we're down we're down a player, and we're down Kevin, right? But that's short ne- staff. Next man up, though, right. right? So we're doing it. That's, that's right. not not a big deal. We're going to make it happen here. Let's. Uh, we're, we're just going to kind of talk a little. Little baseball philosophy tonight. It's this is a very philosophical kind of night, I think, on Perfect. the show. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, been, and it's been a minute since I've you know been been on with you guys too. So it's it's going to be great to just kind of shoot the bull a little bit. Oh, you haven't been here? Well, you know, Coach Bick, <laughs> Coach Bick, and we've had you know other coaches jumping on. So, Brad, is that? Did you notice Woody hadn't been here? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Is, what? What? He not here? <laughs> uh, you know, it felt like you've been here the whole time. I don't know, yeah. but no. Thanks. it – it's good. We've we've been rotating folks in here and here, uh, and the coaches have done a great job. But we're always you're always welcome back. Thanks, coach. It's always, Thanks. You're always welcome <laughs> back. All right. So let's just you know we talk on this show. We just talk. One of the things that people say is you know you guys just get on there and and y'all just talk like you're just fans. And all right, fine. That's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna kind of kind of go at it and and deal with it sort of from the, the fan perspective tonight, I guess. Um, we always start off with a week recap, so let's just let's just recap the week. All yep. right. Um, last weekend, I just checked my notes. Um, I have nothing. Nothing happened last weekend. I have no memory of any baseball being played last weekend, and the Niners were just off. Okay, okay, I tried. Right, we we weren't off. Played a game, played a series in San Antonio last weekend. One thing, you know, things happen. Right there's an expression which I'm not going to use on the air, but things happen, yeah. stuff happens. Not a great weekend in San Antonio. Um, guys were rolling coming into that, winning on a road, you know, winning a road series at at Old Dominion, coming back home, College of Charleston, which is a tough opponent, and just you know really rolled over them. Yep. Um, and then you know you go on the road, which going on the road is always tough. You're going mm-hmm. out there to out there to Texas, and I mean, coach, just just take it away, man. Just you know, you issued a statement, and I'll get that up so we can look. It was a great statement, but you know, what are your reflections on the weekend as, as far as, as far as that goes? Well, I mean, I kind of I kind of said it uh, in that statement you referenced, really, where it's just, um, you know, sixteen years coaching college baseball, or twelve years coaching, four years playing, sixteen affiliated, and um, you know, four of those teams been really fortunate to have gone to the College World Series. Every one of those teams had a weekend like last weekend. And, you know, um, I think as a coach, you're always looking for references and you're always looking for teachable points, right? And you start looking at um, just not even teams that have – you start looking at other teams that have, you know, achieved the goals that we have for ourselves as a program. Mm -hmm. And you start to say, okay, like, well, did those teams have weekends like that too or even stretches? And you really got to look there – Every team that gets there where we want to go, there's always there's always a stretch. There's always a stretch, and um, the key is how much you know. There are a lot of keys, really, is, but you know some of which are you know how much can you really learn about yourself? How much how how quickly can you improve yourself? And this is just collectively as a program, um, you know how. How tight can you stay together? And, um, you know, how um, resilient can you be and, um, you know, continue to press on? Because it just, it's, it's un- the unfortunate nature of it. Like, if I, if, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten into coaching if I had, if I couldn't handle or didn't, couldn't tolerate, 
Mm-hmm. It's certainly not enjoyable, but like at the same time, like you don't get into coaching and I don't think you should get into playing either, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Either one, if you're if you're not fully, you know, committed to um enduring a lot of different things, you know. Certainly we all want we want the we want every game to have the outcome that we want. However, it's just not gonna be the case. Um but what I'm really proud of is, you know, as, as, as I said in the statement, you know, we have 37 players that have laid it on the line. We have 37 mm-hmm. players that have showed up every single day since our opening team meeting on Sunday, August 22nd. Don't hold me to that date. I'm pretty sure that was the date um, before classes started in August. And these guys, these guys have laid it on the line. They've done mm-hmm. everything we could have possibly asked, you know, and more, you know, of them to – prepare and to train and to compete and all that stuff. So, you know, when at the end of the day, I mean, when you have that foundation, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before whatever it is you go through together as a team, you come out of because so, um, we stay the course. Are there things that, you know, are there things that we need to improve? Of course. Are there things that, um, you know, our opponents are, are, you know, better than us right now on. Sure. But, you know, it really wasn't that long ago. In fact, it was, you know, eight or nine days ago, nine days ago, where we, like you said, we were coming off of a really tough road win series, almost sweep um, against a really, really good old Dominion team. And then Mm -hmm. we, and then, you know, again, the CAA leader, College of Charleston, comes in here and, you know, we, we show what we can do in that game. Yeah. So, I mean, that was nine days ago. And, right. you know, it's – so let's not make things bigger than they are. Let's, let's, let's continue to do the things that I just talked about. And um, Coach Bick has had a great, great phrase he shared with me. Um, Coach Bick always has great phrases. He does. He's a great coach. All of our, you know, we have all of our coaches are tremendous and they're built for this. They're built for, you know, they're built for, you know, when we roll and they're built for when we need to adapt and need to improve. So, you know, and Coach Big said, he said, amongst a few things, but he said, you know, we point thumbs. We don't, we, we point thumbs. We don't point fingers. And I thought that was a great, I thought that was a great, you know, phrase to, to share with the guys um, at one point. And, you know, basically what that means is, you know, we, we hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. And it starts with me and it starts with our coaches and spreads throughout the program. And so, yeah, I mean, go find any team that has the goals that we have forth and go look for go look at, you know, those, those teams' schedules from previous years that achieve those goals – and you'll find you'll find a stretch in there somewhere. It's the nature of the beast. So, um, you know, we 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 adapt, we improve, we stay the course on the things that. There's a lot of things we're doing well. There's a lot of things we're doing well, and we stay the course with those things. So, you know, and like I said, when you lean on that foundation um, that we have with those 37 guys that have given it all they, you know, they're giving it all they have every single day. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So you, you brought up something that was interesting. Uh, you, you talked about, you know, you wouldn't have gotten into coaching, but maybe you, you wouldn't even get into playing. Um, I mean, and, and being uh, a pitcher and uh, an accomplished starting pitcher like you were, you know, how do you, you know, as you look back through your through your playing career, was that something, that that mentality that you um, – you had to you 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 mentioned something earlier about uh, about uh, the ability to throw a counter punch. This is when we were talking earlier. Um, you know that's sort of your mentality, and that's that's kind of your that um, uh, was kind of your mo on the mound too. Is you know you're going to give up something every once in a while, mm-hmm. but you're going to hit right back. So how do you how did you come by that? Was was part of that just is that in your personality? Is that a personality thing, or or is that something you have to work on over time? That's a good question. I think it's both. You know, I think I think it starts with my parents. It starts with my mom and dad, and um, you know, my mom was a third grade teacher, and you know, so 
when she's taught all those kids and seen all the, you know, has all that experience, you know, she's got to harp some, certainly some lessons on to me as a, as a young one. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, my dad, um, you know, my dad was, you know, self-made and, and blue collar and, um, you know, just overcame all sorts of obstacles to, you know, to be as, you know, successful and in positions that he was, um, you know, and, and never took a day for granted and, um, always looked at opportunity, you know, failure or struggle. You know, we talked, I mean, we would, he would drive me to school in the morning as an elementary school kid. And if there's something I was struggling with, he would always talk to me about how, you know, it's just an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to improve. It's an opportunity to get better. And, um, you know, as at a young age too, I mean, they're, you know, they're both UNC graduates. And so by default, I'd obviously watched those games when I was little and Mm -hmm. Dean Smith was the head basketball coach. And so I just, at a young age, I was watching Dean Smith as when I was in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, I was watching Dean Smith as much as I was Pete Chilcutt and King Rice and Hubert Davis, who's now the coach there. I mean, I was watching Dean coach Smith just as much as I was the players. And so, you know, I think it was a little bit, so I think it's a little bit of both. And I thought it was funny too. My, my mom reminded me of this not too long ago, but she said that, uh, you know, I started playing chess when I was in first grade just because it was really big at my elementary school. And I think I had a crush on a girl that was in chess club. And so it was like, it was like uh, two birds with one stone, try to win a big trophy and go after your first grade crush. So Brad, uh, is that, it, you, you lit up. Is that, is that how you started too? Or uh, no, I mean, <laughs> but I thought it was pretty hilarious that you go after a girl for playing chess, you know, I mean, that's, that's I, I, the, I, it was it was more of a uh, I, I, you got to recognize game right game recognizes game there you go so. yeah so it was like you know how'd that go um, yeah it went fine we, we turned out to be <laughs> best friends <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways to get back to what we were talking about you've been playing chess since the first grade mm-hmm. yeah well I, I hated piano lessons in kindergarten and my mom told me that I couldn't just go outside and play every day I had to do something else so. I was like, well, I'm not going back to piano lessons. I hate them. And she goes, well, you got to pick something else. And so, like I said, you know, there's at Sharon. You told your mom you wanted to go throw a bullpen. I just, I I was, I was outside doing something all the time. Both my brother and I were, Um, you know, he was ridiculously good at video games and, and I didn't have, you know, I didn't have that kind of passion or focus in that area. So I would, you know, I would just play outside all the time. And when it got dark, I would have asked my parents to turn the lights on in the driveway mm. so that I could shoot hoops in the driveway or just do whatever outside. I just always wanted to play. I always wanted to compete at something. And so, yeah, I mean, but to get back to it is eventually, like after about a year of learning how to play chess from first to second grade, I, I actually competed in, you know, standard tournaments and the national like chess championship when I was in second grade for the K3 level and I had coaches. And so I actually had, you know, so from second, from first grade until, you know, eighth or ninth grade, I had chess coaches and they're some of the best coaches I ever had. I mean, honestly, I mean, the, the way, the way that they could articulate, um, you know, strategy and learning from mistakes and, competing against an opponent that was smarter than you, better than you, finding ways to win and looking for the things. I mean, there's just so many things. I mean, I I could honestly, you know, uh, I would love to actually take some time and, you know, put together the parallels between, you know, chess and baseball because there's so many and you hear it all the time that it, that it you know, baseball is a game of chess and I would, but it's true. But my main point is that, you know, my chess coach always told my parents, like when I was in second grade, they're like, your son has a blessing and a curse. They're like, your son thinks that his position is always the best. However, he puts himself in positions against, a, you know, that are not the best. And eventually, like that is like, you're going to run into situations where, you know, you're just against a better player. So we had to really hammer the fundamentals. We had to really hammer the fundamentals and um, kind of adjust my style of play um, to, so that 
you know, when I'm playing these better players, like I can be, I can take more risk and I can gamble more, you know, on, on certain things for an aggressive attack or whatever it is. But, um, you know, against better players, like, you know, at the end of the day, the fundamentals play and, um, consistency is key. And, but my parents always joked, they were always like, yeah, like that's, you know, that's kind of me to a T is like, um, you know, certainly when you're, I'm ahead, I love my position. When I'm behind, I love my position. Like there's no position in which, and as long as the game is still being played, like there is. You got them right where you want them. There's a, there's a, there is a way, there's a way to find a victory in there some way, somehow. And I, you know, I don't know exactly where that came from, but I've kind of always been that way. So did, did youth Robert Woodard understand those parallels between what you were doing on the chessboard and what you were doing on the on the diamond. I felt it or more. Did, or does adult Robert understand that? But definitely, definitely. You know, at the age of thirty-seven, I definitely understand those parallels more, and um, I've grown to appreciate them over time. But yeah, I, f- I really felt pitching. I felt like, for whatever reason, me pitching always kind of flexed the, flexed the same muscle as playing chess hitting was like the harder I worked at hitting the worse I got the harder I worked at pitching the better I got the harder I worked at chess the better I got so I always felt like pitching and chess for me was like flex the same muscle and I felt like coaching and chess flexes that same muscle as well now I have it on good authority that uh on that you were pretty good defensive shortstop I mean I've, I've heard that uh, are, you, are you you coach big he keeps spreading that? he keeps spreading that rumor but yeah okay. it, i was i don't know like i was we've we've, we've heard that somewhere haven't have we brad that'd be that's i didn't have a single college at bat for a reason <laughs> so or a pro at bat yeah. we, we've but heard we, that we have heard that we have heard that it, it's it's a it's a rumor out there and, and i'm not even saying it's coach big but mm. i mean let me ask you this let me ask you this way uh do you know a better evaluator of talent than toby bicknell That's a good question. He's, yeah, maybe not. Well, he says you're a pretty good defensive shortstop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he's, I guess you're stuck He's with evaluated that. and coached a lot better players <laughs> the last 20 years. So his he's he's raised his standards. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, yeah. All right. Um, so, all right, let's let's build on this. We're, 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 still, we're still talking philosophy here. And so – you starting really a lot earlier than I anticipated you saying. So we're we're starting at first grade. Yeah. You're, you're starting to build. Are people that. still listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. People are still. Listening. Brad. Brad's keeping an eye on it. And hey, they downloaded later too. So perfect. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to listen live. Um, you're build. You, you're kind of building this. This. I mean, there's another word. Attitude. I mean, this this attitude for yourself. Uh, starting in the first grade that that translates eventually onto the mound. And we've talked about your pitching career before. I mean, and, and it's now you can, you can try to wiggle out of, you know, acc- shortstop accolades, but pitching accolades, you're just going to have to wear them because you, you've, you've earned them and you get them. So how do you now, but you, you decided you wanted to, to go into coaching. Mm-hmm. So here's how we start to translate it to, to where we're at in the season right now. Yeah. Um, we, I think it's, you know, when these these are young men that we're dealing with here, right? Yep. And and they're still learning who they are, and they're they're still figuring out their approach to my baseball, but life, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you begin to start to convey some of what you've you've just learned here and what you've ta- what you're talking about? How do you start to convey that to these young men? Well. Um yeah, I mean, I think that's just talk to them. But when you talk to them, I guess the better the the better thing I should say is we basically talk to them to listen. You know, like so. You know, we're obviously as your as a coach, like you're always talking to your players. You know, it could be casually on the side during warmups. It could be during a throwing session. It could mm-hmm. be. After a good outing, after a bad outing, it could be on the bus, it could be at the hotel, it could be at the team meal. You know, there's always conversations, right? But it's, it's. I think, um, you know, I think, I think when guys, you, you know, you go through stretches where, 
like we talked about at the beginning, that where, you know, every team has them, um, every great team has them, you know, when you talk, when you speak to the players, you speak in a, you speak in a manner at which you set yourself up to listen. You're not, you know, it's not about, um, you know, I don't believe that, you know, the, the ship isn't going, the ship doesn't get steered necessarily the right way because of any magical thing that I say or any, mm-hmm. or a coach says, you know, but, but I think as coaches, I think really no HR poster, like quote that, you know, you, you say it aloud and everybody goes, ah, yeah. Like it yeah. doesn't, it'd be great if it worked that way. You know, I would, you know, we'd, we'd overnight it on Amazon and it would be here and we'd put it on the wall and that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I think, honestly, I, I think, you. um, I mean, Nick Saban has a great quote in his book, and his book's awesome. If you haven't read it, it's it's just he says he talks about get out of yourself and get into the team, get out of yourself and get into the team, and that 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 right there can say a lot because it can say, you know, that applies to me as the head coach. It talks, you know, our, all of our coaches talks about our support staff talks about you know, you know our players, you know, our starters, our relievers, our what, you know, all everybody, just get out of yourself and get into the team. And when you do that, the only way to do that is to listen. You can't, you can't, if you're, if you don't, in that mindset of getting out of yourself and into the team, you know, it's, you're just, you're consumed by yourself and you're speaking to hear yourself speak and you're not in a place of really ready to listen. And then I think, I think listening is very important. What kind of person speaks to hear themselves talk, Brad? You looking for a specific name of these type of people? <laughs> no, I mean that's what we do here. So oh. I don't know. I was just oh, I, I, sorry, I didn't follow. That I was pointing a thumb. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was pointing a thumb. All right, so let's talk. Uh, you know, you're. Let, let, let's get let's get more specific. Yeah. Okay. So, is it is it okay to say? And you'll tell me if it's not. Is it okay to say that we're 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 in a little funk here? I mean, it's it's we hit a little rough patch, right? Yeah, like we talked about. Like right? it's so happens every season. It happens. So when it happens, do do you need to just just you guys as far as your preparation and, and things you're doing? Um, you know. I'll draw a parallel to when I'm in when when I'm in the stands because like we always say here, we're not we're not superstitious, but we're a little stitious. Right. If things aren't going if if I'm, if things aren't feeling right in the stands, I move locations. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, oh, I gotta go stand somewhere else. I gotta go gotta go try and change this up. I'm trying to, you know, let's just change something and see if that works. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it never does, but we always still go back to it. Do you guys do that as a coaching staff? Is it is this is this when you when you hit those inevitable rough patches, is it okay? We got to sort of trust the process and keep doing what we know works, or are you? Do you evaluate something, or do you see something and say, maybe we need to shake things up a little bit to to kind of you know get some mojo flowing or something? Like well, that. I think I mean I think if you win, I think if you win twenty games straight and you lose a game, I think evaluating is mm-hmm. on the table. So I don't you know I don't think it takes a, you know losing two games or three games or whatever like. I, I think yeah. I think when you lose a game, period, um, even winning. But I think when you lose a game, anytime you lose a game, um, everything's on the table for being evaluated. Uh, it doesn't mean necessarily that a change needs to be made, but nothing's. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I think uh, I've always there's I've always really admired, um, you know, Coach Belichick with the New England Patriots and. You know, just the stories and all the videos and everything you read about him and you watch about him, um, you hear about him. Everybody always talks about there isn't a better coach in the NFL that when the team goes into the locker room, they come out better than the fir- in the second half and the first half. And it's adjustments. It's adjustments. It's 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 moving it's moving the pieces that need to be moved and not moving the pieces that don't need to be moved and so we're not going to move pieces just to, for the sake of moving them right um but every piece is allowed to be evaluated as a to be moved and because if you 
I believe if you view things that way, the first move you look at, yeah, that's not, that's, that's not right. Second move, yeah, we don't need to do that. Third move, you're like, that doesn't do anything. The fourth mm-hmm. move, like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, that could work. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if we make if we do make that move, so you leave the first three or four moves alone. You don't change anything. You stay with the process, as you say. But the fourth or fifth or whatever move later, after, you know, looking at everything, you're just like, all right, like, yeah, like this – this could work. This could get us back on track. This could be the thing. This could be the missing, the missing link, the thing that we need. Um, and here we go. And it can be, it can, that one move can change the direction of everything. So yeah, I think, I think it's really important as a coach that you stay in that mindset. Um, frankly, even when you're winning, mm-hmm. um, which we talked about, we've talked about, um, right? Like, I mean, I mean, we. I remember. I remember being down in South Florida, and I remember when we beat UConn on Saturday. I remember talking about our whole coaching staff. We we talked to the team about things that you know. Let's let's improve these things and how it's 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 everybody. It's so much better when you can teach these lessons through winning, um, you know. And then we came back out the next day and we had a really great game against South Florida, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. So like, it's just. Those moves are always on the table. Um, it really doesn't require. It's not like, okay, you know, it's two games or three games or whatever. It's like now we need to make adjustments. It's like no, it's like it's a daily thing, in my opinion. You're always looking to yeah. improve, and um, yeah. So I think it's easy for 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 those of us, on, you know, on the outside of the dugout looking in into the dugout to uh, uh, to forget that um, the 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 team and the season are always an evolving. It's never okay. We're done. I mean, when the season's over, you're done. But as far as there's, as long as there's games to be played, you're right. always adjusting something. You're always improving. You never play the same game twice. It's. It, I think. Um, it. You you mentioned video games and and I have a feeling that that your brother's still probably pretty good at video. games. He's really good. I have a, I, yeah. yeah. I have a I have a sneaking suspicion, but you know. When, when you play sports video games and you construct a team, you know you whether it's you're drafting players, assigning free agents like on Madden or something like that, or um, or you know we hadn't played a college game in a while, but you know you're playing MLB the Show and you're you're constructing your roster. Yep. Once you construct your roster, that's your roster, and those guys kind of perform a certain way. Mm-hmm. But that's not reality. That's 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 simulation, yep. right? And that's not what we're doing here. So right. it's it's easy to easy to overlook that. Um, even when you see, I mean, I don't know. You want to? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I mean, I don't think it's very far on a limb, but hottest team in the country, probably Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tennessee's still evolving and adapting and changing as they as they go forward, and they're not they're not just on autopilot. I mean, who who was it like? Um, I don't know what year it was. Memphis basketball, they go undefeated mm-hmm. the whole season. They go thirty-two and zero, and then lose in the finals. Uh, Bre- I think you, you might be talking about Kentucky. Didn't Kentucky, Kentucky, was it Kentucky that? that went yeah. undefeated the whole season. Yeah, Calipari. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, um, I mean, shoot, like, yeah, like, I mean, I think, I mean. To that to that point, it's like we get to play tomorrow, right? <laughs> and and what we talked about earlier, how I'm, by nature, you know, I'm gonna always like my position and by default our position because I'm part of a team. So yeah, like as we get to play tomorrow, here we go. Speaking of which, just looking out the window here, we are at the Hayes, and here comes. Here comes Southern Miss. Yep. <laughs> They're arriving. Yep. Uh, so I'm not sure if you can if that comes through at home or not. But uh, if you see movement in the background, hey, let check that out, Coach. They have a football too. Yep. Guess they're going to toss a football around the way the way our guys do, maybe a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, here they are. Um, this weekend just got real. So <laughs> we'll talk about them in in a minute here. Actually, you know what? Let's just let, let's let's start moving forward to this weekend now. Yep. That's 
enough, right? It, it is what it is. We got a big, actually, we have a big week of baseball because, and, and Woody, you were right to point this out, um, hadn't even gotten uh, this far yet. We were sort of kicking the can around earlier. But um, we host this this team this weekend, and then we turn right back around next Tuesday night and host the same Winthrop team again. Yep, right back here. Um, not tr- we're we're definitely going to talk Southern Miss. I don't want to uh, get too far in the future here, but uh, for the guys, that's got to be you know that that's got to be an important message that you get not only with a great team, a nationally ranked team here this weekend, but even the team that you just played last night, you get to play them again next Tuesday. Yep. So that's um, that's got to be a motivating factor, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really we haven't really talked about that much with the guys, as you can, sure. as, as you can imagine. Yeah. You know, it's today we just we just went after it and had a really good practice, um, and now we're ready for tomorrow. Um, I didn't even really talk much about Saturday or Sunday, so sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, internally, yeah, I, I think, I think we we get back to where we were nine days ago, and you know, playing our brand and our game, wire to wire, good things happen, and then we get another opportunity to run it back again. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I mean, again, just I don't know when I was. Who doesn't like to? You know, losing a backyard basketball game as a kid and get an opportunity to run it back again and try to, you know, you always you, you always want that opportunity. So right. yeah, that'll be that'll be good. So let's uh, let, let, let's turn forward here and talk about. Uh, <laughs> I, I just got a question. I'm, I'm not gonna actually going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it's pretty funny question. This is the kind of thing that if Kevin was here, he'd be talking right now and I'd be laughing at the at the uh, at the question that I just got. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever done this show. Uh this is the first time we've ever done this without Kevin. I mean like in in 5 years. This is the first time we've ever done this without Kevin. And You're uh, missed, Kevin. You're missed. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that always gets us back on track yep. when when I find a way to derail us. So Coming into the the weekend, let's let's just get this out there because there's some some pretty cool promotions coming up. Which we always throw this in there seven zero four six eight seven four nine four nine or charlotteforty dot com to get your tickets. Uh, it sounds like that the sales for this one have been pretty good, um, and that there are only a handful of lower level reserve seats left. So if you're out there and you're thinking maybe I should uh, maybe I should go to a game, I think you should. Weather's looking pretty decent. Uh, maybe a little chance of some showers here in the morning, but uh, pretty much it looks like for the for uh, starting tomorrow evening and all weekend, it's going to be around you know 60, 62 degrees or so, and sunny on Saturday and Sunday. So yep. get on out here. Let's see. I've got our um, our giveaways here tomorrow night, which I had to do a double take on this one first. Uh, tomorrow night is pints and pies night, Woody. Pints and pies. I was like, well. What? Uh, giveaway, pint glasses to the first 50 fans. Nice. So if you want a pint glass, get on out here early, maybe catch BP or something and, and get a pint glass and pizza for the first 100 fans. So it's pints and pies night. Now, Saturday is pretty cool. Um, Saturday's Norm's birthday. Did you know that? Uh, I'd, read, I'd read it. It's, it's kind of, yeah. Well, it's it's 4-9 day. Yeah. April 9th. That's right. 4-9. Yeah. Um, the aforementioned tailgate will be in in progress. There's actually awesome. it's actually the um, the the tailgate lot should open at nine a.m. for one o'clock softball, uh, which they're hosting Southern Miss as well. Big weekend them. Yep. Which let's just stop right now before I forget. Shout out to the ladies, uh, Coach Chastain, and and all the all the staff and the ladies that got it done last night. Um, I mean. They they did they did beat your alma mater. Beat the heels, yeah. I I know. I was, it was awesome. Trying, well, I mean, I'm for that. So congrats to them on getting a big win uh, here at the Sioux, beating the heels. Um, so the crowd, the crowd got, looked awesome. Crowd, oh yeah, the yeah. Awesome. Their their crowds have been good all along, really. I mean, here too. Um, and I think um, some of the um, I think they had some of the the student section out last night. Looked that, awesome. Uh, um, there, there's some really cool stuff going on in that student section right now. I know you guys have, have heard it and felt it yep. coming from the, the student section, but there's kind of a core group of folks that have kind of jumped on that and 
And yep. they love they love to win. They hate losing, and those are the type of people that we love to associate ourselves with. And yes, and they have a good time too. Yep. So yeah, so Saturday it's Norm's birthday. Uh, junior 49er day. So if you're, uh, if you have a little one that's a member of the junior 49ers, come out here for Norm's birthday party. Awesome. Um, Norm backpacks for the first 350 fans. Brad, do you, you feel like you need a Norm backpack? Depends on how cool it looks. It's got Norm on it, dude. I mean, we haven't gotten a preview, so I got nothing on that. I, I mean, if it's one of the little knapsack type yeah. of things. I got like I've got like four or five of those. But do you have a norm one? Well, they're old Charlotte logo ones. So okay, maybe see? I need a new Charlotte. There logo you go. Okay. I mean, norm backpack that has to be awesome. There's no way it's not. So get out here on. Of course, you need to get out here on Saturday anyway. The weather's going to be nice. Like we said, we're going to be tailgating right out here in the gold lot. We will not be hard to find. Come on out here. Uh, stop by, say hello, and hang out. Talk a little Niner baseball before. Uh, before the game on Saturday, which is at 3 o'clock. Then Sunday, um, it's a whiteout, apparently. So I'm assuming you guys will probably wear the wear the all-whites. White and, CLT. Uh, the white CLT with the white caps, uh, which is sort of, that's sort of your standard Sunday uniform. Um, 1 p.m. here at the Hayes, and it is a whiteout. And if you don't have anything white, just get here early because they're going to give out white T-shirts for the first 125 fans. So... All that going on, and every day, every day we just mentioned as well. There's softball going on against Southern Miss over at the Sioux, right across the way. So, um, no shortage of stuff to do here on a really cool spring um, spring weekend here at UNC Charlotte. Yep. So now that we've got the the logistical stuff down, let, let's talk. You, you guys have been doing the the scout on Southern Miss. Let's. Tell us what we're. Tell us what we can expect from. I mean, what is? I think. I think their reputation sort of precedes them. They're a really good club, but but tell us what you guys have seen. Yeah, I mean, they're they're coming off of a really really good series win against Louisiana Tech, who's also um, a heck of a club, and um, you know a win against Ole Miss on a, on a midweek. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think in Oxford. In Oxford, yeah. So, you know, I, I think um, for those that don't know Coach Barry, that. Southern Miss's head coach. He's been there a long time, and uh, I mean, he was there in 2009 um, when they they went to the College World Series. He's been doing it a long time, and I've just got I have tremendous respect for him and his coaching staff, and how consistent and high level they've been year in and year out at Southern Miss. So, um, yeah, the thing that stands out though, aside from just how well coached they're going to be, is is uh, I think you, you got to start with their pitching staff and. Um, Top to bottom, every guy they're gonna, every guy that you know there is gonna come in there this weekend is is gonna be really good, and um, you know is gonna be a great challenge for us. And you know they've got um, they've got a, a variety of, of looks offensively, you know, with some speed and power that's gonna challenge us as well. So yeah, I mean they're they're where they are in the standings and national rankings for a reason, um, and it's a great opportunity for our club. To, um, to play our game and you know seize the opportunity in front of us. Just taking a look at that, uh, three starters, um, all under two six ERAs. So I mean that's 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 serious. Yep. <laughs> they always have. You know, programs sort of have these these identities, and some some teams are uh, or some programs are more offensive, some are more more pitching oriented. But it, it feels like and and. Not that Southern Miss doesn't always have hitters because they've, they've had some great ones, but they always have arms. Mm -hmm. It feels that way every year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's kind of the trademark of of their club is that they are they are going to fill up the strike zone with good stuff and tough competitors, and um, you know. But at the same time, um, when every every game that starts, uh, no matter the order. Or the names that go into our lineup, I love writing our lineup out. So, you know, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good matchup in terms of just you know kind of our strengths versus their strengths. Two really good teams, and uh, should should have good weather here as far as you know coming out and having a good fan base. And so here we go. Yeah. So with with uh, 
with the Niners going forward this weekend, um, we can. Uh, it, it feels like, and I know we don't get into we don't get into specifics with uh, with with the injuries and what and those types of things um, on the specific basis, but it feels like overall, Coach, feels like we're starting to starting to get a few pieces back and starting to put some things back into place. Would would you? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's. I'm uh, not just imagining things. No, yeah. I mean, every you know, every every team. I don't think you'll see many teams in the country in college baseball that are at 100 percent max mm-hmm. capacity. Um, mm-hmm. Just from a from a general health standpoint and stuff like that. But yeah, we're definitely we're definitely going um, the right direction on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to continue to do that. I, I'll tell you, our our trainer Donna Nemo is tremendous. I mean, she, I mean, people. If people could see like how you know how much time, effort, and care that she puts into taking care of our guys, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. So she does a tremendous job with with our guys and putting us in a position to you know um, get them feeling as good as possible and and back out there competing and doing what they love to do as soon as possible. So yeah, I mean it's we're going we're going a good direction on that front, and um, you know any experience that our guys have had from you know, playing a new position or hitting in a new spot in the order mm-hmm. or anything along those lines, that's only going to bode well for us as we do move closer to being, you know, full capacity. And not only on the on the injury front, but just some guys have been starting to put some things together, um, you know, to, to start off the season. And the first thing that comes to mind um, to start off the season, Butch was, was uh, I mean, he wasn't – he wasn't what what he would expect from himself, yeah, right? But Butch yeah. was underperforming according to his own expectations. Um, Butch has really gotten hot lately. I mean, he's he's starting to come on. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Will Will's one of the best hitters in our program, and we all know it. And uh, we never didn't know it, right? And so again, yeah, like it's it's one of those things. I mean, I I was really fortunate to get to coach Aaron Sabato. Um, a few years back, Aaron Sabato was one of the best college hitters I've seen in the last decade. And, you know, by Butch and I were talking probably, you know, second, third week of the season. And, um, we talked about Sabato just cause I, I mentioned him cause he, they remind me, they're so, um, they remind me a lot of each other, just how they, their approach, their love for the game, uh, their strength, their ability. Um, they're kind of, I don't know, they kind of both have like this like ferociousness about them when they're, mm-hmm. you know, in the batter's box that I've always really liked. And they just remind you know, both right-handed. So I was talking to Butch about about Aaron um, just one day, and he said, he's like, yeah, Coach, like that's funny you mentioned mention him. He's one of my favorite hitters, one of my favorite college hitters. I loved watching him. So we just started talking. I was like, hey, have you ever – have you ever um, – think he you think Sabato ever had like a – uh, you know, a tough streak or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Right. And he's just like, uh, I don't mean, probably not. You know, I went back and looked like, I want to say he was like, he went through a stretch and I remember it. I mean, we went up to, we went up to Blacksburg and played at Virginia Tech and he was Aaron Sabato, first rounder, one of the best hitters I've coached and seen in 10, 12 years, mm-hmm. was 0 for 14 on the weekend with like eight punch outs. I mean, it was, it was as bad of a weekend as I've seen from a hitter. He got the sombrero and more. Like every day we were there. <laughs> At least it felt like it, you know. And so, you know, we we just kind of talked about that. And, and um, I mean, our whole coaching staff, I mean, we're never going to not think that Will Butcher is not one of our best hitters on yeah. the team. So, yeah. Um, he just comes to mind as somebody that that's kind of starting to put it together. Yeah, because he's he's definitely coming on that the, the grand slam he hit last night. It, it awesome. went through yep. dead center. Awesome. I mean, uh, I, I didn't think Dad's that, that they have track man data. Uh, not a, not at Winthrop, no. Um, okay. but yeah, it was a two zero slider that he just put a really awesome swing on, and our whole dugout, frankly, kind of. I'd be curious to know how many of our players pulled the. Uh, he's gonna hit a. He's gonna hit a home run card. I'm pretty sure our, most of the guys in our dugout pulled the card right there, and it was awesome. I'll, I'll say this, and and I'll just add this. Um, again, talking to it from the the fan perspective, um, these guys last night in, in our dugout. 
Um, if, if you weren't there or, or didn't get a chance to watch on TV, you may not may not translate on TV. But um, as fans, you know, you, you you read you read stuff online, you listen to you know, and the people are like, oh, you know, we 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 lost the series with our dugout's not doing any of that stuff. Those dudes are fired up down there. Nope. I mean, they were fired up all night last night. Nope, um, they were awesome. Yeah, and and they were they were definitely fired up. We need to effort. Need to figure out. Um, we're, we're working to see if um, I think uh, I think Blake Jackson has a uh, maybe he has an nil deal with Celsius. I think maybe those and I think he had had definitely consumed some Celsius last night because he was yeah he was fired up. Yeah, Blake. I'll tell you, man. Blake Jackson. Blake Jackson's a game changer for us um, because when you have players, when you, I mean, again, it gets back to what we talked about: get out of yourself and get into the team. Like when you have players that, you know, when they're healthy and things are going good, you know, and they make everybody around you better. Like, of course, of course, that's a great thing, right? You know, and then and then you take a hit by a pitch off the hand and. You've got to be in a cast for six weeks. Yeah, there to to have his outlook and his perspective and his energy and enthusiasm to continue to make everybody around him better, like he does. It's game changing. It's game changing. Blake Blake Jackson one hundred percent impacted our the outcome of us winning the series at Old Dominion, and our entire coaching staff and team knows that. So. Um, and that's that's just one of many examples, um, and it gets back to what I talked about earlier. When you have a foundation of 37 players like that, it's only a matter of time. We try to give you if, if if you're if you're willing to sit through this this deep in the show, we always try to give you something and reward you for staying. So if you're looking for something new to follow, keep an eye on number eight in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> Pure entertainment <laughs> because yeah. that see we're letting you we're letting you behind the ropes here. Keep an eye on number eight in the dugout. Yeah. He's having a good time down there and and keeping keeping the energy flowing. So check yep. it out. The other thing I wanted to uh, to bring up and and this is something that that uh, honestly I didn't realize um, when we, we've uh, um, my daughter and I we've we've had the chance to to go on the road and and follow you guys several times already this year. Um, and you always get to see some, you always get to see different things when you're, when you're away, because Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, here we're, we're in the, our familiar places and we just kind of go the same usual places and whatnot, but you brought up where you go and you do what you do. You go where you go and you do what you do. I, I I think that was, um, the Woody Durham line. Yeah. Um, so you, you you get into your familiar places, and but when you go on the road, you don't have those those routines, so you see different stuff. You brought up Donna. Um, yeah, I think most people would think of of trainers as just like, oh, you know, that's the person that comes out on the field when and looks at a, at an ankle. Yeah, you twisted that, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. That and that's it. But. Those athletic trainers, what what I've come to, and I didn't I didn't know this, uh, but but I've gotten educated. Uh, they're managing like a ton of stuff. Oh, it's incredible. I it's, mean, it's, it's not just it's not just hey, so and so. I need to tape so and so's ankle. Mm-mm. That's that's the tip of the iceberg. It is unbelievable the amount of stuff that 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 Donna and any other athletic trainer are managing on a on a day to day basis. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, you know, she's, you know, she's. Um, I mean, our guys have class in the mornings too, and around class, she's doing treatments from you know eight or nine a.m. all throughout into lunch, then grabbing a quick bite for herself, and then and then if we have practice at one thirty, just generally speaking, like she's treating guys all the way up until then, and then we're on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if anything occurs on the field, she's there to support us, and then after practice finishes, she's here with the guys in the evenings, and it is, you know, if anything. You know, if our guys need anything whatsoever after hours, you know, she and I are speed dial one. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, everything from um, small to big, filling prescriptions to mm-hmm. driving to the doctor, waiting in the waiting room, uh, you name it. 
you know, she's there for our guys, and we're just so lucky to have her. She's talking to them about what, about, you know, like calorie intake and what they're, you know, what they're eating and how many energy drinks they're drinking and, <laughs> you yeah. know, the whole thing. I mean, it's it's really, it's it's a it's a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. And I think people um, often, a lot of that work, obviously, because it's taking, I mean, behind the scenes will go unnoticed. Yep. So. Well, uh, she's a coach, you know. I mean, that's. When when she she came on board with our program, I mean, that, you know, she and I sat down and just we kind of just talked about, you know, she I got to know kind of um, you know just her general views on things and and listen to those and she got to you know talk to me and our coaching staff about just kind of our general views and and things mm-hmm. and, and that, those kind of things and we kind of wrapped up with that. I mean, I was like, you know, just I told her I said, you know, you're. You're Coach Nemo. Like, you know, um, you're because I believe when you're in that when you're in an athletic training role, like it's 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 so much more than just like kind of what you said, like taping ankles and, you know, helping guys off the field and that kind of thing. Like you're like, you know, she's helping mentor and develop and support our guys. And so that makes her a coach. How did I get this far and not know that Donna's last name was Nemo? Good question. We uh, there's got we got to do something with that. I don't know why you're looking at me. Well, I, well, I mean, I just say because you're an ideas guy. I'm like, we got to oh, yeah, we got to do something with that. I mean, that's that's mm. just begging. That's that's yeah. awesome. That's an awesome last name. Yeah, and she and she played the game too. I mean, she played softball and um, you know, she played multiple positions and she understands kind of the demands of the bat and ball sport and uh, the mentality and the mindset and that's huge. So. We try to give you things to look, look, watch out for. There's two right there uh, because, you know, three days of baseball against a nationally ranked opponent here at the Hayes in gorgeous weather, but because that's not enough to pay attention to, um, check out what Blake's doing down there at the dugout. And uh, keep an eye on Donna, too, because she's doing way more – Certainly doing way more than than, than most people assume that, that that an athlete trainer is. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really complicated position. Um, and – they're both good at what they do, so keep an eye on that. Yep. All right, I guess it's I guess it's time to get ready to go play Southern Miss, um, Coach Woody. We always let you, we always give you the the uh, the bully pulpit here before we before we sign off. How do you want to wrap this up as we head into Southern Miss weekend? Yeah, I just I wrap up by saying that you know we're we're excited we're excited to compete at home this weekend in front of uh, a great you know a great fan base with. Really great weather, and um, you know we're we're excited to to play our brand of ball. Um, you know, so I, like I said, like I, I said, I've been saying it the whole game. I've been saying it the whole day that you know our 37 players have laid it on the line, and um, I'm just I'm excited to see those guys compete and get after it this weekend with a great opportunity against a really good club. So for your information. Um, Kevin is off the practice field. Oh, nice! And he's now trolling me via text. Yeah. So he's he's listening, and and there may be some stepbrothers quotes. I'm sure coming in on my text right now, and Brad's already laughing because he <laughs> did. We just become best friends. Well, he just told me I sounded like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> uh, if you know, you know. It's a great stepbrothers quote. All right, so. Before before we disappoint Kevin in his absence any further, I guess we're gonna we're gonna get off the air here. We've been and and think about it, folks. We've been going. You know, we we've been. Kevin is apparently the difference between an hour show and an hour and twenty minutes show. Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting you. We're letting you off early tonight. We've Looking been, forward to having you back. Yeah, we'll we'll get you back in here, Kevin. We'll, wasn't the same without you. All right, folks, we are all out of time for this week. Look for this podcast wherever you find your podcast. Make sure to subscribe in order to be notified of new content. You also find Diamond Niner Report on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but never TikTok. Reach out anytime you'd like. We love hearing from you all. If you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello at the ballpark, and you've got three excellent opportunities to do that in the next three days. Uh, for the missing Kevin, producer Brad, and Coach Woody, this has been Nick. We'll see all you folks real soon at the Hayes. Go Niners.